You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Man, I feel totally sluggish today. Here, Matty Ice, why don't you try this? What's this? It's a super kick energy drink. It's got more super kicks than a Young Bucks match. Bang! This is Matty Ice, one half of the real tag team champions, the Beer City Boys, and you're listening to the Hot Tag on the Anchor Network. Hey, it's Matty Ice, and you're listening to the Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor app, of course. Where else will we podcast for free? What's going on, Axe Man? Oh, not much. Just uh, the wife's gone this week, so I think I am overindulged in wrestling. Overindulged in wrestling. Is that a thing? It is for you, I know that. Um, no, not really. Um, I have watched other things. Um, but sometimes when I'm here by myself and I watch like a bunch of wrestling, then I'm like, oh, I don't know what to watch now. Because I have the freedom to watch whatever, and I'm like, I don't know what to watch. <laughs> right. So, I understand. You know, because it's kind of one of those things where like, Oh, she doesn't like it. I want to watch it more. But then when she's gone, it's like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I just finished up with the first season of Heels, which was really good, I thought. Um, I know I tried to get you to watch it, but unfortunately you can't because you don't have the uh, premium subscription to Prime or whatever the case is. So I didn't even know there was a premium subscription. I thought it comes with um, your uh, Amazon Prime subscription. But I think I have way too many subscriptions for streaming services. Because I got Hulu, I got Prime, I got Netflix, I got... uh, uh, Peacock, that's four right there. Yeah, we had a bunch too, because we got Netflix, Hulu, ESPN, Disney, Peacock, HBO. We did have Paramount, but I canceled it. But, yeah, but we don't have regular TV. So, well, um, how was wrestling for you this week? Um, I didn't watch any. Uh, dang. I, I didn't even know what went on. Um, I haven't really got any highlights or anything like that either. So, I was too busy caught up in the, the heels. So. Well, that counts. Which I thought was a great uh, series. I know that they're talking about... Um... But the holdup for that was, like, stars being bought out by another company or something. I don't know. There's some kind of conflict with whatever service they're on. And hmm. they were on stars. So, stars. So, hopefully they get that new season coming out. Because they left you kind of on, like, a almost like a cliffhanger almost. So... Yeah, I'm going to have to search on YouTube and see if there's episodes on YouTube. Because, like I said, I got through, like, two or three episodes. Um, and then it, it, and then I stopped for the night, and then it wouldn't let me watch again. Yeah. So I must have used some kind of free trial or whatever. Well, I mean, I can see if Heather will be generous enough to let you get on her uh, Prime TV app or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll do some digging first. I'll let you know. Yeah. Unless you just want to buy it. I don't know. <laughs> I could just buy the whole season. 
You could just buy the whole season. I don't know how much it is. Probably like 20 bucks. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to save my money. You're trying to save your money. <laughs> you might have a purchase coming up that you might need money for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, wrestling this week. Um, I mean, obviously for me, I watched a lot of old school stuff. Been super into the old school stuff lately. Um, last week we didn't talk about it because it didn't happen till like Sunday night, I think it was. The Impact Pay-Per-View Rebellion. Okay. Um, some big things happened there. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I meant to watch this morning and I got sidetracked. Was watching some old school stuff. I wanted to see what happened with. Um, I didn't see the results of Ty Valkyrie and Jade Cargo. I'm assuming Jade Cargo probably won, but um, even even Dynamite. Di- I, I think she did, yeah. But um, I was gonna say even Dynamite um, had some interesting stuff on um, on this week as well, which I was surprised by. Um, so, well, where do you want to start? Hmm, uh, anywhere you want to, I guess, since, uh, you are the master of, uh, watching of wrestling of this week. Okay, well, um, I guess since it happened later on, or last week, anyways, um, we can talk about, uh, the Impact pay-per-view. So, um, as you all know, um, Mickey James got hurt, so she couldn't wrestle for the knockouts title at the, or she couldn't, uh, she couldn't wrestle at the pay-per-view because she's knockouts champion, and her, the stipulation was if she lost any time in this, in this run, she was going to retire, so I don't know what this injury means for her career going forward, if she's just going to call it quits because she got hurt, or if she's going to come back, um, I'm not quite sure, but um, Deanna Perrazzo ended up winning the title, because Mickey James vacated it, and they uh, scheduled a new match, so Deanna Perrazzo is uh, your uh, n- new and current t- um, Impact Knockouts champion. Okay, um, and I like Deanna, uh, I-, I like her, she's been pretty good. She, I, she's I, a good champion. I think she's definitely one of the best women wrestlers to like right now. Like I don't know too many that are as good as her, like all around. Um, and I think she kind of gets forgotten about because she's an impact. Yeah, yeah. You could have a true statement there. Because um, I'm thinking like the only people that like are above her, in my opinion, like right now is like Sasha Banks. Um, um, Jamie Hayter and probably Britt Baker but Britt Baker's kind of been taking a step back behind Jamie Hayter for a little bit so yeah um, I see she got it into it with Jericho yeah yeah um, and they got attacked by uh, the Misfits or the Outcast yeah, or whatever um, their group Page's is. group yeah and so basically yeah, they hand. Well, we'll get a little sidetracked here, but they handcuffed Adam Cole to the ring ropes because Adam Cole come out there. Jericho handcuffed him to the ring ropes and then gave the kendo stick to um, Paige or Soraya, whatever you want to call her now. And uh, Adam Cole had to sit there and watch them beat beat up Baker with the kendo stick. Mm. So I take it those two are baby faces now. It might be. I mean that'd be a pretty that'd be a way to turn him right there. Yeah, I like Brick Baker as a heel though. Yeah, but I mean, depending on where, what storyline they're gonna do, um, who's to say they can't be like a like a Stone Cold character? You know where they're like yeah, that's true. Bad guys but good guys at the same time. Um, and I I like them two together. I think they're a good pairing, even if they weren't a couple. Britt Baker and Adam Cole seem to have good chemistry in the ring, too, so yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, back to uh, the Impact pay-per-view. 
nothing else really like major happened except for the biggest part at the end of the night. So you know Josh Alexander was hurt and he relinquished his title, right? So um the main event was for the for the Impact title and uh Steve Macklin ended up winning. And he um he he used to be in WWE um but I guess apparently I I think him and Deanna Perrazzo were together. Like they're a couple. So their like thing now is like oh another like a power couple deal. And uh at the end of the night, um when Steve Macklin won, he got on the mic. He wouldn't accept the, the title from from the ref. He made um Scott Demore come out and um he wanted Scott Demore to, to strap the belt around his waist, right? And uh who were to come out and interrupt Nick Aldis. Really? So Nick Aldis in him had a stare down. And so I guess Nick Aldis is in impact now. So that's going to be the first program for uh, for Steve Macklin. So um, things are looking up for impact for sure. I mean, we've all we've said that tons and tons of times on the podcast, but um, but yeah, no, it uh, it's looking good for Impact, especially here here uh, going into the near future. Yeah, well, that's quite a shock. I mean, I haven't heard anything about Nick Alderson. I don't know how long. Yeah, I think he's just been kind of like. Hitting things here and there after he um, left NWA. Probably taking a break. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I mean, I was shocked, but at the same time, with Mickey James, you know, they're they're married and stuff. With with her doing stuff in Impact, I'm not super super surprised. But uh, you know, I I like Billy Corgan, but you know. Nick Aldis kind of did him a favor doing the NWA stuff, and I I'm, I think it, Nick Aldis I I don't know for sure what his contract was, but Nick Aldis might have been getting underpaid working there. I'm sure, he probably was, um, but being NWA, I mean, how much money do you actually have to dish out to your guys? Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like I don't know. Um, how much money Billy Corgan's making from stuff like that. Um, and I know when they do TV tapings, they film like three or four episodes at a time in that little studio. And um, I don't know how many live events or pay-per-views they actually do. Um, so I know they get some money from that subscription. Um, and they, they haven't been, I've been trying to keep up with their YouTube to watch stuff on YouTube. And they don't put all that much stuff on YouTube anymore. So I think they really want people to buy that subscription from them. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm interested to see what's going to go on with uh, with Nick Aldis here and Impact. So that'll be interesting, something to keep our eye on for sure. So, yeah. But um, did you see uh, John Morrison had a boxing match this week? I did. He won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I didn't know he was going to get in the ring and box. I have been, like, out of the limelight with wrestling. I really got to do something about that and watch something. Because I've been recording SmackDown. But ever since WrestleMania, I just kind of, like, put wrestling on the back burner. Yeah, no, I get you there. Sometimes I do that too. Like, um, like I said, you know, this week with Ashley gone, I wanted to uh, to try to crank out a bunch of wrestling. And when I have the freedom, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll watch a movie, or ah, I don't feel like doing anything but just sitting here. But um, maybe you need to get a Twitter. 
because uh, that's where I get a lot of my wrestling stuff is I just, like if I'm at lunch or just sitting at home not doing anything or whatever, I'll scroll through Twitter for like five minutes or something. Yeah, I had a Twitter a while back. I'm sure I probably still do. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the Twitter account. But you send me a lot of stuff on Facebook too, so. I usually do. That's like my go-to. I kind of scroll and. Because like I've noticed that. What's going on. I might read something on Twitter and then I'll get on Facebook later and read the same thing. So it's yeah, it's essentially the same back and forth. Um, but yeah, um, let me see if I can figure out who won the. Uh, oh, um, so uh, obviously Ring of Honor has a, a TV show every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to get the Honor Club thing to watch it or whatever. Okay. Yep. Bet, bet you can't guess who was on Ring of Honor this week. FTR? Joey the Jet. Oh, was he? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he was on uh, Ring of Honor this week. So oh, Interesting. Who did he wrestle? Uh, give me a second here. Um, he wrestled... I have it saved. The heck, I thought I had it saved. What the heck? Um He wrestled somebody decent. Let me let me see here. Why am I struggling to find this right now? I don't know. What the heck? But, uh... MJF, uh... Said Holiday's a talented guy. Mac, uh, Richard Holiday. MJF is smoking crack. MJF is smoking crack. Oh, he, um... <laughs> Not to cut you off, but um, he wrestled Brian Cage. That's right. Oh, well, I'm sure that was a slaughter, right? Uh, I mean, I didn't obviously can't watch the match, but yeah, probably. Um, but I, oh, I, I could be wrong, and, and I'm sure you're going to give me a, a sour look when I say this, but it seems to me so far um, by seeing like I, I've seen pretty much Every match that's been booked and who's going to wrestle on ROH TV since it's come back. Mm-hmm. And they're like better bookings than what's been going on on Dynamite. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know like what the storylines look like, but like me just looking at like matches. Because all the best wrestlers are going to ROH because they don't want to be in AEW because all they do is promote Chris Jericho and MJF. So yeah, so this week on ROH TV... Cole Cabana wrestled uh, Samoa Joe. El Hijo del Vikingo uh, wrestled Gringo Loco. Uh, Athena was on there. Uh, Joey well, the Athena's the yeah, ROH she's the, champ. the champ, right? Um, Lance Archer was on there. Brian Cage and Joey the Jet. Um, then they got the young, some younger guys on there, like they have. Uh, that Lee Johnson guy, you remember him? Shoddy Lee Johnson. Yeah, he's on there. Yeah, I think I think uh, Lee Johnson's uh, hooked up with Julia Hart. That's right. If I'm not mistaken, so That's that right. breaks my heart. Yeah. No. Uh, the it dark doesn't really break my heart. She's only like 20 or something. <laughs> the Dark Order was on there. Pentagon was on there. The Dark Order's still around? Or at, le- at least Alex Reynolds and, and John Silver. Oh, okay. Um, the Kingdom was on there. Um... Nick Camerata was on there, and you really liked him, so I mean... Yeah, I thought he was going to be something good, but they kind of wasted that. Yeah, he kind of looks like... Um, Hercules. No, I was going to say um, Bruiser Brody. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. But if you look up Hercules, he looks kind of like Hercules. Yeah. The wrestler Hercules, not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured you didn't mean... 
Um, yeah. But, like I said, I haven't watched it. So I don't know what the storylines are like and how goofy the show is. But just seeing matches on paper, I would want to watch it. So if I could get a month free, check it out for a month. You know, because they're just going to give you like a... <laughs> and then MJF will appear on there and then you'll be like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that, and then because uh, they're only going to give you like a seven-day free trial. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Um, I guess they're with um, WWE uh, merging with that Endeavor. Um, there's question because I guess apparently um, their contract with Peacock is ending soon. Uh, so negotiations are going to start again, start up again. So I don't know if, you know, they're going to be on Peacock and Peacock's going to pick up some UFC stuff or if they might go to ESPN. Cause I think, isn't that what, uh, UFC's on now? ESPN? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent. ESPN plus, I think. I don't really watch, um, UFC or anything, but, uh. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And, uh, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm going to keep Peacock regardless because um, there's stuff on there that that I actually watch. But it's definitely a selling point for me, an extra selling point for me to have Peacock and the WWE Network on there. So if they're not on there, I don't know what I'm going to do for a streaming service for more wrestling. So Yeah, if they're not on there, I don't know what I'll do. I'm not sure. That'll be so hard. Get Impact Plus? You gotta... Well, no, I wouldn't get Impact Plus. I mean, I I guess if if Peacock goes away and I have to buy another stupid service or something like that, then I'll probably end up just never watching... No. WWE again. Yeah. Well, I as far I mean, as far as like the pay per views are concerned, oh, WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. unless like you come over here, unless you buy it, and you know, well, because I have ESPN, so um, if they do go there, but this is just all speculation, so right. Hopefully, they stay with uh, with Peacock because um, obviously they're on USA, and that's part of the NBC network. So um, I wouldn't think. Endeavor would uh, make huge changes, but then again, I don't know, because they're obviously going to want to recoup money from, I'm sure they had to pay somebody for merging or something like that, so I don't know, definitely something to uh, keep our eyes on for sure. Um, did you see that uh, Sasha Banks re-signed with New Japan? Did she? How long of a contract? Uh, that I don't know. I just saw <clears throat> that she, earlier this week, like around like Monday or Tuesday, I saw she was in talks about a contract extension. You know, the nice thing about, like, people that are coming from, like, WWE or even, like, AEW contracts or whatever, um, and you want to work New Japan and they want you in there, you can just do contract for matches. Like, you have three shows or whatever, you know? Right, right, yeah. You That's kind of nice. Yeah, you could just say, hey, I want to do eight matches. and then. But New Japan is a little different, their schedule. They, like, I think they go, they wrestle, like, like a bunch. Because I, I, I've listened to a few podcasts recently of guys that, had, that did New Japan, and they were kind of acting like that they, like, wrestle a bunch for, like, two or three weeks, and then they don't wrestle for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, like, they kind of do, like, a weird schedule like that. Um, or, like, they may go on tour in Japan for, like, three months, and then they're back in the States for, like, a month or whatever, not doing much. So, mm-hmm. um, And I think New Japan's kind of cool with them getting, like, bookings elsewhere and stuff. So 
But now New Japan has that New Japan Strong, so you can still work for New Japan and work here in the States. Yeah. So. Well, that's what, um, what's her name's doing? I think she's working in the States. Mercedes Monet? Yeah. Well, I know she did do a show or two in Japan, so. Well, where she won the belt or whatever, that was in the States. Yeah, San Jose, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um. But yeah, I guess she's doing like, I think she's wanting to do some stardom stuff too because New Japan has obviously, has never had women till recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the company that owns New Japan also owns Stardom, which is only women. Um, so I think she's wanting to do some of that stuff too. So just hitting her rounds. Hopefully she keeps doing that and doesn't go to AEW. Um, yeah, I would not want to see her go to AEW and get... Caught up in that mix. Yeah, I just think they have too many people and kind of, I don't know, I think this, the working schedule they have is not ideal for people who legitimately just want to wrestle. Yeah, because like, let's put this for like an example. So you have her go up against Jade Cargill, Mercedes Monet. Are you going to have Jade Cargill beat her? I mean, I wouldn't. Absolutely not. They're I mean, not, they're not even in the same league. No, I mean, would you even have Ty Valkyrie beat Jade Cargill? Um, yeah, I would have. Ty. Well, no, they haven't. They haven't had that match. That oh, match I is coming had, up on next week's Dynamite. I thought they had it this week. I per- personally, yes, I would have uh, Ty Valkyrie beat. Um, Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. I think Ty Valkyrie is way better. She's um, bigger. Like, fan-wise? Size-wise. Oh, Jade Cargill's bigger than Ty Valkyrie. Ty Valkyrie's not very tall. Well, Ty Valkyrie's thicker. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. But I think Jade Cargill's like a whole foot taller than her. Mm. And Ty Valkyrie's not as ripped as Jade Cargill. She's still pretty strong. Yeah. Um... Well, when you're married to John Morrison, probably pretty in pretty decent shape. Um, but yeah, no, I I personally would rather see Ty Valkyrie beat Jade Cargill, but I guess it depends on what kind of contract or what kind of deal they've got too. Yeah, I mean, I think it would make sense for her to come in and beat Jade Cargill, um, and that could bring Jade Cargill into more of like. A run for the women's title. Um, I don't know if she should have won that that TBS title to begin with. Yeah, because she um, was so new. Because she was so green, and I mean, like we talked about it numerous times. I mean, it's like Goldberg all over again. You get to a certain point where I mean, who do you? have lose to her because she's beat everybody and even the matches like where she they have a good match and they go back and forth like she comes out on top some way like she barely skits skates by with um that whatever move that she does that face power bomb or whatever yeah i can't think what that what she calls it Somebody else did used to do that move too. Well, Ty Valkyrie does that move too. Yeah, but somebody in the WWE back in the day used to do that. Victoria, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, she called it like the Black Widow or something. I think it's something like I th- that. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I I don't know. It, it, just. I mean, and we've said this five million times. Um, I'm sure everybody that listens to the podcast is tired of hearing about it, but they, um, Tony Khan has made some weird, in my opinion, weird booking decisions um, pretty much since... Um, Pretty much since 
uh, Hangman left that first time because he had the baby. Right. Um, and ever since then, he, Tony Khan just seems seems like off. Like he doesn't know what to go next. And then like I've noticed from Twitter and um, from the little bit of dynamite here and there that I catch, it just seems like they're all one-off matches. There's no story behind them. It's just like... Yeah. I mean, um, how can you get like storyline promoter of the year or whatever out of that? I don't really see it. Um, I mean, honestly, I think people are just voting off of like, like, uh, oh, I got to see a dream match of two people that I never thought I'd see wrestle, but there's no story behind it. They're just wrestling just to wrestle. Right. Yeah, well, that's like uh, uh, Switchblade was in action with, I don't know who that was. I can't remember. But... Like, watching, it was some luchador that he was wrestling. But he, like, jumped up on the ropes and then grabbed his, and they, and they like, locked hands. And he was standing there jumping around on the, on the top rope doing acrobatic stuff for, like, a second. And Switchblade was, like, bracing him with his hand. So that way he had control. So that way he could jump off and, um, like, do a flying leg scissors or something. Or a hurricanrana or whatever. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I like luchadors, but, like, doing all that hokey-dokey dance-around stuff on the top rope like that, that makes no sense to me. Right. I don't know. That's yeah. That yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's cool that Tony Khan brings in like John Morrison or Ty Valkyrie or you know these other just to name those two because she's on there next week and they're married. We were talking about them before, but. You know, he brings in these people for, like, one-off, two-off matches or whatever with no storyline behind them. Yeah, that's cool. But it just seems like he does it a lot. And, like, a match is cool uh, against people that you don't normally see together or whatever. But um, you got to build storylines and stuff for it, it to matter. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't just... Because when Cody was was doing that open challenge, that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was great. Because they were, like, bringing in people from elsewhere, and Eddie Kingston ended up getting a deal out of it and stuff. But Cody wasn't only wrestling people outside the company. He was wrestling people inside the company, so then it made it more believable. Because you're not going to have, you're not going to give a, a title to somebody yeah, some else. Yeah, local indie guy, yeah. Yeah, right, but... So they were, you know, it was interesting. It was fresh. It was like a, a new take on when John Cena did the U USA Open Challenge, United States title Open Challenge. Um, right. Well, that's what I think they should do with the TBS title. I mean, I think Jake Cargill should lose the TBS title, and that should be, like, that deal. Like, it shows off, like, your your local talent, like the best of the local talent. Yeah. When you're when you're doing the the shows and and put it on TV, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't put it on dark. Just put it on like dynamite or whatever. Yeah. Or put it on. Um, what's the show on Friday nights? Rampage. Rampage. Put it on one of those. Which they're talking about doing a show on Saturdays now. Yeah, I think you. Told me last week, maybe. Maybe you didn't tell me, but I did hear they were thinking about doing a show on Saturdays. Yeah, um, CM Punk. Well, it's in speculation that CM Punk is going to be like one of the main guys on that show. I'm surprised, um, but I, I just read that him and Jericho might uh, is like they're going to be in a storyline together. I guess Jericho's going to work with them. Interesting. Um, Even though Jericho's like set out a whole bunch of trash about him, 
But I wonder if that's actually true. I wonder if it's just like, well, we want to bring CM Punk back. Jericho, start talking trash about him, and then you guys can be in the first storyline together. Yeah, maybe. Um, but like I was telling you yesterday, of course, they're gonna CM Punk's gonna do whatever he needs to do to come back because he knows deep down inside that he wants to wrestle. He doesn't have very many years left. And Tony Khan, he probably signed some stupid deal, and Tony Khan's not going to let him go, and it's just going to pay him under the table to sit at home and never let him go anywhere else. So CM Punk kind of has to, like, kiss everybody's butt right, to do whatever he needs to do to get back in. So, Well, um, he can always wrestle on heels. <laughs> yeah, he is on that show, yeah. Yep. He made uh, two appearances on that show. Um, what was it, the f- first or the second episode? And then... Is he on the first episode? I don't remember him being on the first He, he was on one of the, one of the first episodes. Mm. Um, it's either the first, first or the third episode. I can't remember exactly. But then um, he was on the last episode, too. Um, John Morrison's in Glow. He's like the... The trainer in Glow in, like, one of the first episodes. Oh, was he? Yeah. I don't recall. But he's only in, like, that episode. He's not in any other. But. Um. I was going to look up something. No, I just lost my train of thought. I'm looking it up. Maybe it'll come back to me. Ah, I can't remember. Um, well, uh, interesting news in podcast land is uh, Dax Hardwood is uh, going to call it quits on his podcast. Um, too many trolls um, degrading him for what he has to say on his... His opinions about things and whatnot, and uh, he was getting a lot of hatred um, on his podcast. He said that um, he was getting tw- tweets from fans that saying that they wish he would die and Jeez. like some really harsh stuff. I mean, they even went after his nine-year-old daughter. Like they said that his nine-year-old daughter was a whore. The hell. What's wrong with people? I don't know. So, like, he knew that, that doing the podcast and being open and honest about the business and his take on it would bring him some heat, but he didn't really think that it would be like that. And I think it's probably because of, like, some of the things that he had to say about Certain circumstances. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, I think the uh, the trolls of other people's fan mail um, is the ones doing it. So, And he got a lot of heat from saying that um, about... Well, it really started from when he, he said about the England show that they're going to have. Um, he said the dream match and the match that would make a lot of sense would be FTR and Punk versus the Elite. Why did he get so much backlash about that? <clears throat> because of the whole backstage brawl. But that's the point of him saying that is because they had an incident in the back. And that would be the culmination of the incident. That would be the payoff. Zim wrestling. Right. Um, but, I mean, certain people's fans didn't really take too kind of that. See, so. that's the thing with, with like, um, people today. Is it like, people take things, like, too closely to heart. And it's like, I... 
don't get me wrong, I enjoy podcasts like ours that's people that are fans um, giving their take because sometimes it's interesting to see somebody kind of, if you will, outside the business's take on uh, what's going on and what they'd like to see kind of thing. Right. But I honestly kind of like to hear people within the business be like, well, you know, we were thinking this or we thought this or this is how we do this. You know, like it's, it's interesting to get like an insight take on what's going on um, because even though like wrestling is not as protected as it was in the 70s and 80s and stuff like that, it's still fairly protected. Like you don't know everything. Like, you, I understand it's a work. I understand, like, this, and I understand that. But, like, it's most of it's still kind of kept closely at heart. and Or they try to, anyways, until it gets leaked out. Right. And it, so it's, it's interesting when they have these podcasts or discussions about different things. And then people got to go to the extreme and say, like, hurtful things. Like, if you don't agree with them, don't listen to their, their product. If you don't like what they have to say, don't listen to their product. Like, if you don't like their product, don't watch the product. Right. That's yeah. That's what I. Tons of other stuff out there. That's what I don't understand either. Nowadays, we're we've got access to legitimately hundreds, if not thousands, of wrestling promotions and millions of matches. So, like, if you like AEW but you don't like FTR, and FTR comes on TV. Change the channel, or fast forward through the match. Like, right. And if you don't like what he has to say, don't listen to his podcast. Don't block all the stuff that comes through, and leave it at that. Like, I, do I do I like Jericho? Yes, he can be annoying at times. He gets annoying on AEW television, but I still listen to his podcast. But it, I do it in an a la carte sense where I will pick and choose what episodes I want to listen to. You know, that's just how... And the, I do the same thing with Chris Van Vliet, and I do the same thing with the AEW podcast. Mm-hmm. I do it all a la carte. That way I can pick and choose what I want and what I don't want to listen to. Yep. And then that way I'm most satisfied from that. Yep. You know, did I like Dax Harwood's podcast? I listened to one episode. I didn't really care for the host, but I was going to give it another shot when there was another good topic on. Mm-hmm. And then now he's not going to do it anymore. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just unfortunate that we have people in the world that, you know, have diehard fans and want to be hateful towards other people. I mean, it's all a show. I mean, yes, there probably was backstage drama, but like, like everybody says. Who doesn't have backstage drama? I mean, you look at professional athletes. Who was that? Barry Bonds, I think. Yeah, he had a lot of issues in the clubhouse yeah. with the people they, and the riders and everything. What didn't he? Were you with the Brewers when uh, Barry Bonds was still playing, or no? No, no, because I heard that he had his own locker room, like his own little space mm. that. He, like, requested to be in. I don't know if it was true or not, but, like, like Michael Jordan, that Michael Jordan thing that they had out on Netflix, I forgot what the series was called. Like, Michael Jordan was a a prick, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he had, yeah. Well, I mean, think, well, think about them, those guys, though. Like, at... I mean, I'm just general using this as a general thing, but athletes, well, ninety percent of the time have large egos because they've been the best. They've always been the best at what they do, and then you finally get them around people who were the best where they came from. You know what I mean? Like the the pool gets smaller and smaller. You know, right? X amount of people play in grade school, and then middle school, high school, college, and then the pros, and the pool gets smaller. As you go along, and people's egos get bigger as how good they are and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, when you're the best of the best, I mean, obviously, you're going to have a large ego. And and you're not going to, you know, take crap from people, even if they're not trying to give you crap. Like, yeah. Um, 
there's just people out there like that that are shitbags, essentially. Right. Um, you know, like Jim Cornette. He's a shitbag. He, like, Jim Cornette says some pretty shitty things um, about other people and stuff like that, and he does shitty things, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't stand Jim Cornette. Um, yeah. Well, that's... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up something here that you're probably not going to care about, but um, the, the co-host with Dax Hardwood or whatever, Matt Kuhn, um, he also hosted Vince's, Vince Russo's podcast as well. And he actually had some empathy towards that guy because a lot of, a lot of hatred comes towards Vince Russo too. I mean, not just for saying the word "bro" every other oh. every other word. Well, because Vince Russo is going to speak his mind and say what he wants. Right. Well, people were blaming him for the like demise of WCW and whatnot. Yeah, I've heard that one before, where they're like, "Oh, he came from the WWF, and um, they sent him there as a spy to write bad storylines and." Take well, WCW. I mean, it. I mean, everybody has their their own opinion about WCW, but my, my opinion on it is they had way too many mega superstars in that building, just doing whatever they wanted. And then plus, when they did have storylines about stuff, like some of it didn't even make sense. Right. Well, and the. the 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 problem i mean not i mean this is a total a topic for an entire episode itself right but, we should probably talk about that but uh shortly though you know yeah like the just the things that i've heard about the way wcw was was like towards the end kevin nash was the booker and he was making like crap loads of money and he was like hardly really doing anything and booking silly crap yeah that's like the the whole finger thing yeah that was Stupid. I mean, um, and then everybody was in the NWO, and it was basically DDP and Sting against the NWO, and then right. they did the Wolfpack thing and to try to revitalize it. And in my opinion, did the NWO work? Yes. Should it have been more than three people? No. Maybe five at the most. I mean, you could have had a bunch of people in the NWO. But not like it was. But yeah, not the whole roster. Yeah. And then, like, um, then then they didn't, like, do what worked. Like, the Cruiserweight stuff worked, but they didn't, like, follow up on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, those guys were only billed as, like, openers, and they were ne- never billed as anything else, when in reality, like, they were almost the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, essentially. Right. Um, and then you had the whole Goldberg thing, and then, like, towards right. the end, they made some, like, decent pushes to to try to correct some things, but it was a little too late. You know, like Booker right. T winning the the world title and, you know, stuff like that. Like, those were, like, good moves forward, but it was, like, kind of too little too late. Right. Well, I mean, that's, like, the same thing with TNA, like, with the Aces and Eights, you know. I thought the Aces and Eights story was a good, was a good uh, storyline. I know you probably don't know too much about that. Yeah, because I kind of stopped watching TNA around that time because then, like, Dixie Carter got really involved, and I hated seeing her on there. She was kind of a wet paper bat. Like, you know, she was just boring, and then they had Vince Russo on there again. And right. Not that he doesn't have good ideas, but, like, he tries to make it too, like, reality-esque TV right. and not so much wrestling. Bro, I had the best ideas, bro. You should have seen it, bro. <laughs> right. And... But he, not that I, I don't have a problem with Vince Russo other than the fact that he says bro all the time and that's really annoying. But, I mean, he just, to me, he's like still riding his coattails from writing good storylines for the for the WWF in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's what got him the job at WCW. That's what got him the job at TNA. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But TNA had some money issues and... That was part of their downfall, too. But they're still around, so they've done something right. Yeah, they kind of kept the brand going just by 
doing whatever they do. Yeah, so. And which, I mean, TNA has got probably the best show out there right now. They definitely have been able to, they, not to change our wrestling podcast into a, a baseball podcast, but they've done the money ball kind of deal there. You know what I mean? Like, done a lot with a little. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, um, they've definitely kept themselves relevant. Um, uh, the, the, they did it like AEW was doing it at the beginning. Yeah, good storylines and making people, making the names with those people instead of bringing in big names. Right. Because I think that was part of the problem, too, is like... Well, uh, uh, sorry to cut you no, off. No, 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 you're fine. But, but that's how it was at the beginning of TNA. You know, they had they had the ROH guys. They had guys like Samoa Joe. Or the guys Chris that Daniels. Uh, didn't quite make it onto WCW television. You know, like AJ Styles, right. Lil Elix Skipper. You know, they picked up all them guys from WCW and from ECW because they all closed about the same time. Picked them up. Because TNA was essentially sparked from uh, the downfall of WCW. Pretty much. Because yeah. I don't know... If, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast into you before that Jeff Jarrett and a group of people were going to buy WCW, but then Vince McMahon swooped in and purchased it from underneath of them. So then they had all this money ready and they're like, well, we'll just make our own wrestling company. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, and honestly, early days TNA, I don't know if there's much better. It was different. Yeah, the stuff they were doing, the six-sided ring, the and that and they took what was working in WCW and brought it to TNA. The smaller, more a- athletic guys, you know, the Chris right. Sabins, the Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, you know, yep, those guys. And then they built good storylines uh, around them and did exciting matches. And. And then about mid-2000s, then they brought in Christian Cage and Kurt Angle and Booker T. You know, they brought in all the big-name guys. Yeah, they brought in all the big-name guys. I think that's where, where these companies are going wrong. Like, um, like AEW didn't have to bring in the big-name guys. I mean, AEW was just fine with what they had. Like, Well, and it's not like that they didn't have big-name guys, though, either. Right. You know, you still had Chris Jericho. You still had Kenny Omega in the Bucks. You still had um, Cody. You know, you you know, you still had those guys. But then you had those the other guys that, yes, they were not low tier, but you know, they weren't huge in the states. You know, like your Hangman's and your your Lucha Brothers and. Um, you know, you built a good story around Bro- around Brody Lee. You, you know, showcased young talent like Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had those elements of here's our stars, here's our people that are right there, here's our up and coming people that we're going to build around, and then then you WWE started releasing people and people were jumping ship because there was another company to go to, and then their yeah. roster got too big. Well. I'm, yeah, sorry to cut you off again. Uh, no, but, like no, the fine. pandemic, you know, this whole COVID thing screwed everything up. Oh yeah, because WWE just started releasing people because they couldn't pay for them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Khan swoops in and buys them. Well, and I think the pandemic hurt wrestling as a whole because you know ROH right. shut its doors for a while, NWA shut their doors for a while, MLW same thing. Yep. And then a lot of people weren't working, and Tony Khan did a good job by bringing some of those guys into work, and that was good right. on him. But then you come out of the pandemic, and then you look around, and AEW's got 145 people on roster. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but, right. you know, where if they had those places to work, you know, Keith Lee may not have come to AEW. He may have, may have went to MLW and done good things there, you know, uh... You know, Nick Aldis might have stayed in NWA a little longer and brought more people in, you know. Mm-hmm. Things would have changed a little bit. Uh, New Japan would have worked with AEW sooner instead of wait till after the pandemic. ROH probably would have got in on the fold. So, I mean, who knows where wrestling would be if there was no pandemic, you know. We may mm-hmm. be sitting here having a completely different conversation on the podcast 
Right. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. And it's not that the AEW couldn't have, like, because, like, Christian, I'm thinking of Christian for one. Um, him coming to TNA, was he a star in the WWE? I, I, I don't think him and Edge were, like, star stars. Like, they were, they, they were, like, bigger name people because of the matches they had with the Hardys and the Dudleys and stuff. Yeah. Like, Christian wasn't really a singles guy until he got to TNA. And they kind of made him a, a champion. You know what I mean? Right. So, and who, you know, AEW could, could have done that stuff with the, some of the people they signed from WWE, but like, they just didn't. You know what I mean? Like Keith Lee is like non-existent in my opinion, and what's going on in AEW? He doesn't even look like the same guy. He looks really rough. His hair—he's got white hair now. I don't know if you've seen him recently, but he looks like he aged like ten years. No, it looks super old now, and um, you know, I, I don't know. It just Keith Lee is not not booked the same as that he was in WWE, and um, he just doesn't seem like. That big powerhouse guy, like he was in NXT. Yeah, um, that's that's where Keith Lee shined is NXT because I think I think he had a more of a purpose in NXT, and I I think that a lot of people that have really good runs in NXT should have stayed in NXT. Yeah, but then that's the problem too, is that like with WWE that they don't want to clog NXT because that's like their they're breeding ground. You right, right. Like it's where they can, sh- sh- you know, shine their new talent, and they can slowly develop on a smaller scale show of what WWE wants before moving to the right. bigger picture. But well, but the, then the whole thing is like once they move up to the main roster, then they change characters and right. They, See, the, they don't. That doesn't make sense to me. They yeah. shouldn't. They shouldn't be really changing. Characters. I mean, and, and what I think. Sorry to cut you off again. We're cutting each other off left and right. <laughs> um, I mean, what they should do is like when they have developmental thing, they should bring them up on the main roster for like a trial run, kind of like they did with the uh, DIY. You know, initially, and then they got hurt. Or like when um, all those guys got stuck in Saudi Arabia, and Adam Cole and all them had the. You know, all the NXT guys come over to SmackDown right before Survivor Series and wrestled on. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, that was... I know that was a freak thing, but, like, those guys got to show, like, what they can do. Because there's a lot of people that watch WWE that don't watch NXT. Right, exactly. So, like, you got to introduce them kind of slow and bring them in and not just, like, debut them and have a squash match on with them. Right. And then, like, okay, well, there you go. You just had a squash match. You're you're good. Right. So right. I don't know, but I guess we're winding down here, right? Yeah, we got our rants out of the way. We got our rants, and yep. So, wrestler of the week. You want to go first? Or you want me to go? You can go. Okay. Um, I think I gotta go with Nick Aldis for uh, making his. His debut, and uh, yeah, from what I read with the stare down with Steve Macklin stuff, uh, I trust Scott Demore. Uh, I think he's gonna gonna have a good storyline and impact. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to start watching Pluto and watching Impact because they play that stuff every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll have to record Impact on uh, the TV and the DVR. Yeah, for sure. Um. Wrestler of the week, wrestler of the week, wrestler of the week. Uh, da, 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 da. You don't with Crusher Fest coming up in a month. Gonna start indulging in some Crusher. Um, well, I was just gonna say that uh, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is gonna be there. Yeah. So is Al Snow. Oh, you think he'll bring his buddy Stan Hansen? No, Stan Hansen's not going to be there. Mm, I'm upset. But he's uncles with Silas Young. Stan Hansen? Yep. Hmm. His uncle. Nice. Maybe Silas will be there. He might be. 
Got to check it, see what the cousin's up to. Right. So, Greg the Hammer Valentine's going to be there. Oh. I remember meeting the Hammer a long time ago. Nice guy. So. Nice. But anyways, we got like 30 seconds left, so. So your wrestler of the week is the Crusher or Ted DiBiase? Eh, we'll go with the Crusher. All right. So, watch him Crusher. Yeah, and uh, what? so what, we got two episodes before Crusher Fest? About? Two, three? Uh, June 4th, so like four of them. Oh, shoot. It's, a- it's April, not May. Yeah. Whoops. Well, yeah, so. On that note, adios. Yeah. We'll talk more next week about Crusher Fest. Right. Or coming up. That's so. right. All right. We're out. Till then. Later. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. Beer City Boys 1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out. out.